what's going on in your unique heart, what's going on in your unique life, what's going on in your unique situation. Every breakup is different. Every time I had gotten out of a new relationship, I was just on to the next one. It's like, I can't feel this pain. I can't feel whatever it is that my heart is trying to tell me the problem is because I was so scared to face the truth. Most of us are looking for hope, answers to the madness, certainty that we'll be okay, and someone safe to help guide us through the most challenging parts of our lives. In a world that's changing and evolving every single day where chaos, uncertainty, and cycles we never chose wreak havoc on our lives, it's easy to feel lost, hopeless, and scared of what the future will hold. Evolve Ventures is here to provide that hope, direction, and data-driven strategies to growth-minded human beings just like you every Monday and Thursdays where each new episode is filled with vulnerable stories, interesting lessons, and simple tools you can use that will help you evolve into the person you were always meant to be. My name's Amelia. And I'm Bianca. And as the co-founders of Evolve Ventures, we are so grateful to be a part of your evolution. Let's get into it. Hey, everybody. This is Bianca. And this is Amelia. Thank you for coming to another episode of Evolve Ventures, where we are making evolution possible for all the growth-minded humans just like you through vulnerable lessons, stories, and technology. Em, what do our listeners have in store today? They have in store in real time getting behind the scenes a little bit with um, my E, my emotional front is going to come Ooh. forward. And why that is, is because in this episode, we're going to be digging into the three keys for moving on after a breakup. And we're like mm. on a key kick apparently too, because our last episode was about keys for getting what you want. So like major key alert, break, break out the lock. <laughs> Let's do this. <laughs> I think that reference went over Amelia's head, but for anyone who understood Definitely. that reference, yep, I had no <laughs> y'all, idea. y'all understand. <laughs> Perfect. Um, yeah, I'm definitely not good at going from like E to jokey. So I have no idea what the heck that was. But That's for all, right. all y'all that it's got okay. it, kudos to you. So, <laughs> all right. So if you're clicking on this episode, um, number one, I want to say I see you because moving on after a breakup is probably one of the most, oh, there's it no sucks. way to sugarcoat it. It sucks. It is the worst thing that, that especially if, you are a relationship addict um, and maybe have never identified as one, but maybe today is the day. Call if, me out. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're someone that really does love being in love and loves being in a relationship, you know, it's, mm. it's especially hard for those of you that are those types of people. But honestly, it's, it's, it's hard for everyone. And that's the thing. So number one, you're not alone. And I know you know that, but like real talk, moving on looks different from absolutely every single corner of the earth. And doing so after a breakup is one of the most challenging things I think that the human experiences has. And it's not just because you had a breakup, there was a breakup, you were sharing life experience with someone and now you're not. So there's a whole form of like grieving and loss and everything. But I think that mm. what doesn't get enough airtime that I definitely want to pull forward into this episode is what happens behind the scenes when no one's around, when you're really going to bed with you and all of the thoughts that you're dealing with and all of the like that that 
heart quenching feeling emotion, depending on how it broke off, you know, what your experience is and what that really does and how that wreaks havoc on your emotional, your mental, your spiritual, your physical, your psychological, your sociological space. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I think that one of the things, so doing so much relationship, um, coaching and relationship experiences and so many failed in the past and having, you know, the most extraordinary relationship that, um, I've ever seen, obviously I'm biased, but like I had a much of a rocky past with relationships. And so with that, I learned a lot and I researched a lot. And I, one of the most fascinating stats that I remember researching way back when I lived back in Wilbraham, Massachusetts, a small little hometown, was that when you go through a breakup, studies show, I'll never forget this, studies show that going and driving a car after a breakup is just as if not more risky than being a drunk driver. What? Isn't that amazing? I'll never forget it. And the reason being is because holy crap. what, yeah, from a chemical response breaking up and going through that experiencing like the the experience that happens from an emotional capacity like there's so much physiology that gets shooken up and in a way you're you're so um not on point if you will just like if you were to be a drunk driver and that's wild so the pain also affiliated with a, a breakup is that equivocated to a heart attack by the way our our brains actually wow. register breakups as on the the pain scale for the majority obviously everyone's unique in their own pain threshold but on the richter scale as the pain of a heart attack and so those two stats i wanted to bring forward because i want to really help to connect to all of those people who are either they're right now going through it or their support system for someone that they might know that is going through it, or Mm -hmm. they're trying to work on with someone or whatever, whatever your situation is, this is real life. The pain that you're experiencing isn't just made up in your head. It is physiologically really stirring things up. So we want to look at the three keys Mm -hmm. and we need to do that by really looking at the deeper understanding about what is going on within you as the listener, what's going on in your unique heart, what's going on in your unique life, what's going on in your unique situation. Every breakup is different. But what I want to bring into this episode, I have three keys listed out, not only from my own research and my own experience and what has brought me to, you know, what was at one point really terrible ways of moving on after a breakup and non-adaptive, non-healthy coping mechanisms to now being in a relationship that is extraordinarily healthy and helping other people move through these breakups three explicit keys that I think that will really help you no matter who you are, no matter your background, because each one of these keys focus in on the inner work, the deeper work that I think that benefits all of us. Hmm. So number one, number one key to moving on after a breakup really touches on the why. So where does it hurt the most and why? And I I brought this as the first number one key because I remember after 
breaking up with one of my past exes and noticing that like literally like my heart started to quench up. Like it felt like Mm -hmm. someone was like grabbing it and squeezing it. And I remember that feeling in my body. I could literally localize it, put my hand on it. What would happen is it started to kind of get to my throat and, and close in my throat. And it feels like I had someone's hand around my throat. And when I started to really look on like uh, about all of this and understanding why it hurts so much in my heart and in my throat, I started to ask that question, why? Why uniquely does it hurt in these areas? And digging deeper and asking ourselves that question when it comes to a breakup, I think can be so um, enlightening. And what I found within that, within my own journey was because a lot of my breakup in that relationship what hurt the most in the breakup was the fact that looking back at all the years that I had invested in that relationship, I never actually was connected on a heart level with this person. Mm. I never actually really spoke my truth to the capacity that I now can with my partner. And so it was in that digging underneath the why, why this was so hard to move on from was because I was actually in a in so many years not honoring who I was. Then after I was working through a shame spiral, guilt spiral, that I was a bad person because I didn't honor who I was in that relationship. Mm. And so for each one of us, I think we all have this moment after we get out of a relationship and we, we try to move on from a breakup and we have these expectations of ourselves and we look back and like, why the hell did I do that again? (laughs) Or, Like you start slapping yourself around and you start like literally like emotionally abusing yourself. Yeah. And everyone ends up there at one point or another. And that, that not understanding the why part so that you can help move yourself through it in the next one in your relationship and not repeat a pattern. I think that that is number key. The key number one, find where it hurts. So many people, and I've done this in the past, coped numbed, did anything that they could in their power to run away from where it actually hurts in their body. Pretended as if it never happened. What I used to do was numb. I was joking about this earlier with Bianca, but a solid a solid bottle of alcohol, an avocado and some ranch dressing, you know, (laughs) that that doesn't really help anyone. But when you can find where it hurts the most and why you can dig underneath that, you can learn yourself at a deeper level. God, I remember after every breakup, honestly, before like not the last two relationships that I was in, but all of the times before that, every time I had gotten out of a new relationship, I was just on to the next one. It's like, I can't feel this pain. I can't feel whatever it is that my heart is trying to tell me the problem is because I was so scared to face the truth. And so what I've done what I know so many other people have done is I'm not going to let myself feel this. So let's just find someone else to fill the void. Let's find someone else to numb the pain that we're feeling, which is probably something along the lines of, I can't be alone. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to deal with pain when it comes up. And I don't know if I'm going to be okay. So let me just numb dissociate, drink, use substances, use food as a coping mechanism, do some other, yeah, do something so that I don't have to feel what it is that I'm feeling. Because Mm -hmm. I don't know if I let myself feel this thing 
if that pain will ever go away. And I know that's what I was running from. I know that's what I was running from. It was, is this pain ever going to go away? If I Mm. really let myself feel the fact that I did not believe that I was going to ever have anyone, that I was ever going to be loved, that anyone would ever see me, what would happen? What would happen if I had to acknowledge that? And so Mm -hmm. I didn't. I went on dating site after dating site after date after date, dating multiple people at the same time just so I could feel like – so I could feel something other than the pain that I was feeling. Mm -hmm. I'm so shocked at how amazing these are every time. Like it's the best investment I've made in a very, very long time. So thank you. You have found your purpose, girl, and you are living it out. (laughs) Yeah. And so many of us do that. And I've done that in the past too. Like I, like I joke about it now because, you know, obviously I'm far removed from that, but you know, like at the end of the day, that doesn't mean that I don't have a past, right? That doesn't mean that I didn't have a past to which I've learned a lot from, you know, and I joke about it with clients of like, who's on your bench right now? Meaning who are the people (laughs) that you're entertaining or leaving the door open to or talking to, to distract yourself from really the like reality of your pain right now, right? And having to do that inner work that actually makes you see like, oh, I've struggled with with self-worth my entire life. Oh, mm-hmm. this connects back down to my family stuff. Yeah, I have a lot of family generational trauma that no one's ever talked about. This connects to where I am now. Mm. And this this kind of brings me to the the key number two, which I really had to take a hard look at and it was very challenging to do, but it really did help me move forward and move on after a breakup Um, because I I really, you know, not only use the the key number one to help me understand where it hurt and why, but in this particular breakup, I had to dig deeper and understand what was contributing to this breakup because I noticed there was a pattern, there was a cycle here. And I noticed that in many ways I was seeking out things that weren't good for me or that were hurting me and doing more damage to my own self-worth, my own self-belief and doing more good than I was, you know, really receiving. And when I started to really look at that and look at, you know, the patterns of my relationships, I started to understand what was contributing to those cycles. And after doing research, I understood, wow, holy crap, I seek out all of these emotionally unattached, um, unhinged, um, really, if you will, it was like very much attracted to very dominant males that had no concept of emotional connection, very toxic masculinities. Mm -hmm. And I realized like, what is this pattern? What is happening here? And I realized that my attachment style was what was very much attracting that. And it was my attachment style that was bringing me into these relationships over and over and over again, contributing to this pain that was created, right? Mm -hmm. Contributing to this maladaptive go-to coping cycle after the breakup happened. So like my, what I had realized was that my attachment style, I was, um, I was working on it and moving from avoidant attachment style now to a secure one, but I was very, very much an avoidant attachment style. And that was being brought into my relationships, attracting very insecure men. And as a result of that, after we had broken up, the like cycle that came down was a very like, oh, like, because I was with a lot of insecure men, 
in many ways they would try to gaslight me and think, tell me that like I wasn't good enough or that like it like just try to make me less than what I knew I was. So after mm. a relationship, I realized like, holy crap, moving on. It was like I was reevaluating my entire life, reevaluating what I thought I knew, like having to see like, holy crap, I lost so many different parts of myself because I gave it away to all of these insecure men. And why? It was because of my attachment style. So the key number two here is to understand what your attachment style is because moving on from a breakup, a lot of the moving on part, there's specific strategies or or go-to cycles that you might be um, going to that's comfortable for you because of your attachment style. And I think when we can understand our attachment style, that is a huge piece of self-awareness that can actually help us not only move on after a breakup, but move forward. Because here's the thing, if you're so, if you don't understand what you're bringing into a relationship, you don't have any power to change what you bring to and what you attract for a relationship. And mm. that is key. <laughs> I have one was more that, key. I was going to say was that all three? I think that was only two. <laughs> last one here. All right. So last one. Seek support (laughs) that will help you break any negative cycles that are haunting you. So like, for example, like I had sought support, i.e. friends, people, therapists. We talked about our board of directors um, in our last episode. And essentially, those are people that support you and want to see you grow to your fullest potential in the unique capacity that you are. And Mm -hmm. sometimes this actually um, is you seeking support in an alternative manner, because likely there are going to be people when you're going through a breakup that like, you know, you did nothing wrong. Like it was all this person. It was all them that it's very sweet and good intent. But in the truth, there's it takes two to tango. And I think that moving on and moving forward. And if you don't want to repeat the cycle that you're in right now and it's so painful and like you feel like you're in this again and again and again, you need support that will help you break those negative cycles. So for me, I remember I had a friend that actually, um, she has her own private practice now. She's actually, um, I believe a counselor for children. She had said, you know, do you, do you think like there's any sort of cycle that's happening here? You know, I I was going through a breakup and she was like, you know, it seems kind of like, you know, and I could be wrong here, but you know, do you think that there's a cycle here where it seems like there's a pattern that some of these guys have where X, Y, Z And like at the time I was in so much pain, my ego didn't want to admit it, but she was the one person that I really needed to hear what she had to say because it wasn't like just patting myself on the back and saying, you had nothing to do with this breakup. You had nothing to do with this relationship. It was all them. Hmm. She actually helped me to work through and break any cycles that were negative that I was bringing in based on who I aspire to be, based on what I want. So whether it's changing up your environment support, whether it's changing up your psychosocial or your physiological or even your sociological support, I think that seeking support is key number three because ultimately each attachment style, and hopefully y'all are hearing this through and through, each attachment style moves on differently. And that's okay. Mm. I think honoring your uniqueness and letting that empower you to understand and honestly, quite frankly, make a plan to move forward and and commit to co- the compassionate route without 
navigating around these things that you're contributing to with whatever a cycle. Commit to the fact that you don't want to make any same mistakes again. You don't want to do that to the degree that you had done that before. And not to say whatever this breakup that you might be going through was because of a mistake that you made. I'm not implying that here. As we move forward, though, I think looking at the lessons and seeing what can you take out of this experience, Mm. not being like not feeling like in totality, this was a rejection, but it's a redirection. And I think that that's that's absolutely huge. So um, I know that was way more long form than I think I intended, but um, that was so valuable. (laughs) I think that these keys really can help like I said at the very beginning, be like the inner work stuff here. Because if we keep running from our pain, we're going to continue to be contributing and attracting these cycles that are hurting so many people. And then we cope in ways that we don't understand. And that, you know, hurt people hurt people. And Mm -hmm. I know that because I was one of those people. I was hurt at one point from a breakup and I hurt others unintentionally, but I did. And I'm not going to be naive about that. And I think that we all have some degree of a responsibility to move through the breakup in a healthy way. And they can be so enlightening, but not if you don't commit to that grace, to that compassion, and to the humility of moving forward through it. Well said. Episode suggestion? Hmm. Episode suggestion is number 44. What are you attached to? Again, attachment styles. One of the key pieces of awareness that has helped me attract my dream partner after so many failed Hmm. relationships and terrible breakups in so many different regards has been understanding what I'm attracted to based on my attachment style and what my attachment style is and understanding that I can navigate that into a different capacity in what I want. What about you? Number six, how to uncover your relationship standards. Most of us end up going through really bad breakups because we weren't intentional about who we want to be with in the first place. To Amelia's point, you know, she and I both, we kept seeking out really toxic, maladaptive people because we weren't fully understanding of what we wanted and who we were. And we have created, you know, so many different frameworks of how to do this. And I know Amelia and I both have helped a lot of people to uncover what their standards are and created a list. So if you guys want help, Mm -hmm. guidance, feedback on how to do that, we set aside time every single Saturday to be able to connect with the community, to be able to do free calls with everybody and to give some guidance on you know, whatever it is that you're struggling with. So please reach out. The link is in the show notes and we will see you all next time. Bye, everybody. Bye, everyone. We know firsthand how important it is to have a safe space with people who support and celebrate your evolution. That's why we created our free live virtual event called Out of the Mud that we host the last Wednesday of every single month, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, so that while you venture into new territories of your growth, you can get in a room with others who are too. Extraordinary topics with evolved people. That's what this event is all about. What's great too is that you don't even need to have your camera or mic on. You can just listen in. Click the link in the show notes to register for the next topic to kickstart your growth.
Be on the lookout for our IG lives that we host every Friday at 12.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is a place where you can connect with us live and in a fun, lighthearted way. We are also in the process of rolling out group coaching and online courses, and these are sure to help you evolve into a greater version of yourself. If this episode resonated with you or you heard something you know will help you evolve, please share it with someone you love and care about, team members across the world, or someone who you believe deeply could benefit from joining this discussion. This content is intended for information purposes only. It is not a substitute for professional counseling or psychotherapy, medical advice, diagnoses, or treatment, and does not constitute medical or other professional advice. Names and identifiable personal details mentioned in respective podcast episodes and stories may have been changed to protect personal privacy and identity.